Join us at the Community Cats Podcast and the National Kitten Coalition for the online kitten conference, which will be held on June 9th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and June 10th and 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. This three-day virtual gathering coordinated with the National Kitten Coalition will feature presentations by experts on raising and saving kittens, setting up and managing kitten-centered shelter programs, and more. Click for details at www.communitycatspodcast.com and sign up today. Recordings will be available, so don't delay. We hope to see you there. You've tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today we're speaking with Nancy Peterson. Nancy has loved felines for as long as she can remember. She has a BA in anthropology and an AS in animal health technology. She worked in California for 12 and a half years as a registered veterinary technician in two small animal practices and trained dogs for people with disabilities other than blindness. Starting in 1998, Nancy worked in Maryland for the Humane Society of the United States, the nation's largest animal protection organization. She was the Community Cats Program Manager from 2005 to 2015. Nancy was also the president of the Cat Writers Association from 2006 to 2008. She won many writing awards over the years. And in 2022, she was awarded the Cat Writers Association's Michael Brim Distinguished Service Award, honoring her extraordinary achievements in communications excellence. Nancy and her sister, Judy, moved to a small mountain town in western Colorado in 2016 with their cat, Jenny, one of five feral kittens Nancy fostered. She serves on the boards of the National Kitten Coalition, Neighborhood Cats, and Mama Paca, a feline rescue in Zanzibar. Nancy is a senior writer and editor for the National Kitten Coalition and a member of the Human Animal Support Services Focus on Felines work group. Nancy loves fostering kittens for her local animal shelter and is an avid birder and hiker. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stacy. I'm so happy to be here. And you and I go back a long time. <laughs> yeah, we we do. We do go back back a ways. I think we met when I uh, when you were at HSUS. I think that was sort of our our first introduction to each other. But before we get started on the details of where you are now, how you've come over all the years, you know, when did your passion for cats really start? I think I really always had a passion for cats and kittens. I can remember when I grew up in New York bringing home kittens and unfortunately, even puppies. My parents both worked and said, no, 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 we can't have animals or pets. So, you know, we always found them homes, which was good. But I can remember that I loved walking on the floor like a cat, trying to lap up milk from a bowl, which not too many people will admit that. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. Yeah, I, I just find cats and kittens absolutely fascinating. And even though I majored in anthropology and archaeology, I really wanted to work with animals. But 
when people asked me what I wanted to do and I said a zookeeper, they said, a zookeeper? Do you know how dangerous, how dirty, how difficult that is? And really, I, I wish people would never, ever do that because when I went to college, I totally forgot about my passion for animals. So after I graduated, what did I do? I went back to school and got my degree in animal health technology. And so you had, you know, uh, many years as a technician, you sort of started out as that base as a technician. What you've seen happening over several decades, we're now faced with this incredible shortage or challenges in the technician community coming from your perspective of, and I hate to say it, but we have been in this business for a while, you know, what life <laughs> was like for a technician 20 plus years ago to where we are now, what have you seen change over the years? Well, I'm I'm not that in touch right now with the veterinary technician community. Uh, you know, my my certification has lapsed. I haven't renewed it since I don't need it. So I consider myself a retired RVP, registered veterinary technician. What I see though among the groups that I that I participate on social media is there is a lot of burnout, which I didn't see when I was a veterinary technician. It really breaks my heart to think that people have gotten the education and the skills put in the time. They love what they do. And yet, because of this shortage, they are so overworked that it just burns them out. So I I really really I'm hoping that we figure out ways to to support everybody who is impacted by the shortage the veterinarians the veterinary technicians the support staff we really need to do something because I believe that in some places you know people are really having a hard time even getting their animals in to see the veterinarian in a timely manner and in my rural community during COVID, there were times when the emergency animal hospital was closed. They didn't have enough staff. So I think it's very important that the technicians are, are empowered to use the skills they've been trained to, to use. And I think that we must do things to help the veterinary community stay sane, healthy. So uh, you have joined or you are part of the National Kitten Coalition. For those of us who are listening who aren't familiar with the coalition, can you tell me a little bit about it and, and what does your organization do? Sure, I would love to. Well, I met the founders of the National Kitten Coalition very early on, probably in 2008 when they had a different name. And I met them because of our connection through the Humane Society of the United States. And I really encouraged them to come, to be speakers, to have an exhibit booth. And I absolutely fell in love with them. So when I retired to Colorado, they had asked me to be on the board, but I wasn't in a position to do that. But as soon as I found myself in a position to do that, I said, could I still join your board? Because I absolutely love them and I absolutely love their mission, which nowadays is increasing kitten survival rates and transforming their lives through the power of education. So we're not an organization that fosters, but members 
of the organization and staff, volunteers, etc. We do individually foster, which I absolutely love. And they provide educational resources. Many of them are free to help the veterinary community, the cat parents, fosters, the animal shelters, rescue groups to help kittens. Whereas you might take a kitten to a veterinarian who, unfortunately, they did not receive, I would say, in-depth education on especially neonatal kittens younger than four weeks of age who can't defecate or urinate on their own, who need to be fed, who need to be kept warm. And oftentimes, they, because they don't know how to treat them, they may recommend euthanasia. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the National Kitten Coalition believe that every kitten deserves a chance to survive and thrive. So that is what we do. We are so happy to be part of the Online Kitten Coalition with you, Stacy, and Community Cats Podcast. And we have a yearly conference for the veterinary community. And we are so happy to be branching out and attending veterinary conferences this year. We have attended the American Association of Feline Practitioners. We are going to Animal Care Expo, which is in April. We'll be going to the American Veterinary Medical Association in Denver in July. So the more we can get the word out about our resources that are so powerful and save so many lives, uh, the happier we are. So yeah, we, we just want to let everybody know about the National Kitten Coalition because we think we are very unique. We provide really in-depth healthcare information for kittens and the breadth and knowledge of our staff members and volunteers, we believe, is really broad. And the information you provide, the thing that you just mentioned, was you're not just about sheltering or shelters. It's a resource for private practice veterinarians, for technicians, for people who are just rescuing kittens in their neighborhood. It's it's focusing on that kitten in need and getting the resources that kitten needs for the people to be able to support them, regardless of who they are or where they're from. Exactly. Anybody can log on or get into our website. They can watch our archive webinars. They can attend our events in person, our blog articles. Oh my goodness. Uh, we have so many wonderful articles, on in-depth articles, but not so in-depth that the lay person cannot understand this and make use of the information. And then we provide resources, more resources at the end of the blog for the fosters, the pet parents, the animal shelters and rescues, and the veterinary community that really wants the scientific and, and very uh, complex information. So we believe that we have something to offer everybody who wants to help kittens. So let's talk about the online kitten conference. It's going to be June, June 9th through the 11th, and we're very, very excited. It's a really a two-day conference with a little excitement on Friday night, just getting everybody warmed up for the weekend's sessions. 
I love it. I want to say it's either our third, fourth one. That's who we might be your fourth. Uh, I think we've done quite a few of them. It's always a highlight. It's our prep before we enter into the craziness of the summer with kittens. But you know, you've got the the lineup of the speakers. Who do we have presenting this year? Oh, we have some wonderful presentations that I'm very excited. I'll just mention a few of them. So Laura Cassidy, she's a certified cat behavior consultant. She's going to be talking about, I sound Canadian, about, about taking fearful kittens from cowardly to confident. Oh, who doesn't want to do that, right? And now we know so many new techniques, fear-free and you know cat-friendly techniques that we can use to, to do these things and make these kittens adoptable and lovable and get them into wonderful homes. Steve Dale is going to be talking about enriching kitten lives and Aliska Meadows with Mama's Here Now, Neonatal Kitten Rescue. She's going to be talking about saving cleft palate kittens. Oh, that's so important. And then Emily Rakavan, she is a neonatal kitten specialist with the Urban Cat Coalition in Brooklyn, I believe it is. She's going to be talking about advocating for special needs kittens. So, you know, that's an extra challenge in itself. And then Mike Phillips, the co-founder of the Urban Cat League, he's going to talk about successful adoption strategies for under-socialized and formerly feral kittens that prevent returns. Woohoo! And that's just a few of the presentations. They're going to be terrific. And there's going to be something for everybody there. We've got people from the UC Davis Courage Shelter Medicine Program. We've got a private practice veterinarian who runs a mobile spay-neuter clinic for kittens and cats for the rescues in her area in Virginia. And so, yeah, really, really excited. We've got a microbiologist talking about viral transmission and sanitation in the shelter and rescue environment. We've got Andy Bingham. Oh, gosh, I love her, director of the Esther Neonatal Kitten Alliance. She's going to talk about fundraising for kittens. So it's just going to be jam-packed, full of useful, life-saving information. Yeah, for folks, if you haven't seen um, Andy Bingham's Instagram page, it really is tremendous. She's a relatively new organization, and the photos she puts out there are just phenomenal. And I know kittens are, are people will say, easier to fundraise for, but she still is telling a very dynamic story there. And um, we have a lot of fun throughout the whole weekend. There are a lot of poll questions. We get to know the audience out there attending. We also have cat trivia that we do. So we have folks that get some virtual prizes. It's just it's a lot of fun. And you also have access to a, a Facebook group, a private Facebook group. That's like our lobby for the weekend where folks can meet each other and chat and ask questions. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. And we just want to make sure everybody feels like they're getting the information that they need to be able to support kittens going into the summer kitten season. Um, there is a fee for it, and, but it's also recorded. So if you can't attend the sessions during the weekend, it's recorded and you'll have access uh, to those recordings for a couple of months after the event. So it really is a great resource, an incredible resource 
Um, there's lots of information. And if anyone is in the, the kitten space or out there trapping and you may be faced with dealing with kittens, I don't know a trapper that hasn't had to deal with kittens yet, right. then this is really the place to be so that you know that when you do get a situation with kittens that you're doing the right thing for those cats. Um, I know a trapper's dream is to have a colony 100% sterilized. So we're not dealing with those kittens. But unfortunately, our dream world doesn't happen in every colony and where you're faced with, with kittens. Cats of the Wild is the podcast for cat lovers who want to make a difference. Listen to inspiring and engaging stories of wild cat conservation and learning how you can help protect cats all over the world. Search for Cats of the Wild in your favorite podcast app now. Do you want to make things easier on yourself and the others in your organization? Our friends at Dubert have teamed up with the Dallas Pets Alive and Spay-Neuter Network teams, and together they have created the Companion Case Management Module. It allows you to be more proactive with all your organization's needs, create cases for your clients, and organize them by type. Whether it is a rehoming situation, a pet parent needing food or medical assistance, or simply spay and neuter inquiries, CCM can help you manage all of them right from the Dubert system. Plus, a huge bonus, it allows you to connect with those clients right from the case so there is no need to open up new windows for emails or pull out your phone for text messages. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are, you know, real people? Look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org slash cats. Maddie's Pet Forum. Come for an answer. Stay for the community. Want to ask you a question about kitten nurseries. I know that they have become somewhat popular over the last five years or so, where the, the phrase kitten nursery has become popular. I don't think many people know exactly what a kitten nursery is. Could could you tell us? Sure, I will try. <laughs> Way back when, I don't remember what year it was, but I did an interview with the San Diego Humane Society. I think it, my article was called Good Muse for Cats or for Kittens. And I did it when I worked for the Humane Society of the United States. So if somebody would Google maybe Nancy Peterson, Humane Pro or HSUS and Good Muse for Cats, they would probably find this article. It was one of the first kitten nurseries in the country. And I actually went to visit because I spent 21 years in San Diego and went to visit my friends. And I went, oh, I got to go back to the San Diego Humane Society where I volunteered and see this kitten nursery. It was in a huge warehouse. And I wrote my article. And the National Kitten Coalition then created, before I joined them, the nursery manual. This is free to anybody that wants it. It's a huge document. And they went around, believe it was, well, I won't say because I don't remember exactly who went around, but they went around to several different kitten nurseries in the country to visit them and get their best practices so that anybody who wanted to then create a kitten nursery didn't have to start from scratch. 
So kitten nurseries, you know, the the really little ones, the neonates that are four weeks and under, they require round-the-clock care. So the kitten nursery has has volunteers that are there, you know, morning and night to feed the kittens, keep them clean, stimulate them to defecate and urinate and make sure that they're getting weight every day and just following their health. And see, once they reach four weeks of age and they can be weaned onto solid food and they can use the litter box, that's the time when those kittens can then be transferred to a, uh, I'll say, a foster. Because fostering a kitten who's four weeks or older is much, much easier than fostering a neonate who requires this round-the-clock care. There, there are shelters who have specialized fosters who, who specialize in neonates, so maybe they don't have a nursery, but they will send these kittens to these specialized fosters, and then when they're four weeks of old, four weeks of age, they can then send them on to a regular foster, and and they can that specialized foster can take in more neonates. So it's a really good way to make use of your resources. Interesting, and I know the uh, the model, the kitten nursery model can be for a small organization or say maybe one dedicated foster home acts as the kitten nursery. If they have, you know, a small room, they can dedicate to it as well as, you know, a large humane society that you just talked about. So it's not a model that is limited to a large scale, an organization with a lot of money. You can do it in a in a closet, in a supply closet. I think I saw one example one year in one of the presentations about how they had an old supply closet in, in this facility, and they they just made that into the the kitten nursery, and uh, got an incubator and a variety of other things, cleared out some shelving, and they made that the space that they could use. So there's a lot of innovation capabilities there, and that's something you could set up pretty quickly. You know, you know, you don't have to plan six months in advance. You can do it pretty quickly. Uh, in preparation for the upcoming kitten season. So I highly recommend folks go to the National um, Kitten Coalition's website and search for that. If you're thinking that you're going to have to do a lot of triage with a lot of kittens, it would be um, a really great resource for for you. At this point in time, you know, if folks are interested in finding out more, you would mention so many resources about the National Kitten Coalition. Where would folks find out all this information are where where's the National Kitten Coalition located? Well, our email address is info at kittencoalition.org. Our website is kittencoalition.org. And we are excited that we're gonna be making some renovations to our website, but everything that you need is there right now. And like I said, the the kitten nursery manual, the blog articles. If you sign on to Facebook to follow us and other social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, you will get our Tuesday tips, which I just love them. Tuesday tips are the first Tuesday of the month, we do a full blog article. 
And then we have a four panel infographic that you can share. And the rest of the month, what we're doing this year is we're, we're providing a medical dictionary. In other words, we started with A and we had four A words and we tell you their definition, but we don't stop there, which is what most dictionaries do. We then give you an example of that in kittens and cats. So that's really nice. And that's been a lot of fun. We, we ask people to tell us words they know that start, say, with the letter A, or if they don't think of that, their cat's name that starts with the letter A. And we've really had some fun with that. So LinkedIn as well. You can follow us on LinkedIn. And yeah, I, I just love the things that we're doing. And I, I, I hope that our followers do too. We get a lot of positive responses. So before we go, I'm going to tweak our last question that we normally have for you, Nancy, since you were uh, so involved in community cats, um, TNR being part of the HSUS program, as well as involved in other programs and being involved with neighborhood cats. I have to ask this community cats podcasters question of if you had a magic wand, you could do whatever you could do for community cats. What would you do to make their lives better today? Oh, that's kind of an easy one because I've been thinking about this and so have so many others for a long time. We need a non-surgical sterilant so that it's easier, less expensive. It's easier on trappers. It's easy on the veterinarians. It's easier on the cats. And we can get more and more cats spayed and neutered that way. We so need that. It's so time consuming. It can be so draining to do trap neuter return. You know, bless the hearts of people who are involved in that. Often on their own time, their own dime, you know, they are heroes. And I also wish that in addition to an easier way to safely spay and neuter community cats, that these people who are doing the work would get the respect, would get the support from their community, their municipal officials, even from, I'm going to say, the conservation and birding community so that there could be fewer outdoor cats. And that's what we're all about. So we're all in agreement on that statement, which is, you know, we're trying to reduce our cat overpopulation situation through ensuring that every cat in the community has access to spay, neuter, sterilization, non-surgical sterilization. I'll take it whatever way we can get it for sure. So Nancy, I think that's a great way to wrap up the show. I really appreciate you being a guest on the show and I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Stacy, And good luck with the conference. I can't wait to attend it. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats.